Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, offering a broad range of cardiac and vascular treatments in our community. More information is available at upmc.com slash centralpaheart. Millions of people spend the final days of December coming up with New Year's resolutions. However, according to recent studies, two-thirds of Americans abandon their New Year's resolutions within a month, and nearly 80% of New Year's resolutions fail across the board. Shelley Peterson, Community Progress Council's Director of Housing Education, and Christine Cowles, Associate Director of Therapy at Cerebral, join us to provide some insight. Shelley and Christine, thank you both so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Christine, for those who don't know, what is a New Year's resolution? Really, it's just a goal. Um, it's what you hope to accomplish in a new year. It's a start, a new start, a new chapter. And maybe you didn't end the previous year where you wanted to be. So it is a new start, a new way to set a goal for how you want the new year to go. So how popular are New Year's resolutions today? Has there been a decline in popularity over the years? Um, I don't think people are as formal about it as they used to be, but I still think a lot of people talk about it. I think it's just part of our uh, colloquialisms and our traditions. It's just a tradition that a lot of people still want to set a resolution. Shelley, so what are some of the common New Year's resolutions that people set? Mine are probably a little different than others, but uh, financial goals and actually even I don't even I think maybe the word plan would be better than a goal because goal seems like you have to achieve it if you start failing, forget it. But a plan you can always change and modify. And uh, certainly financial plans or goals could include uh, making a spending plan, which is another word for budget. Budget, again, sounds more restrictive in sense. But if you have a spending plan, um, it, it, it can change from one month to the next. And it, and it may need to, depending on what kind of uh, crises may arise during the year. Um, there's also a savings plan. And we encourage everybody to save for emergencies and for wants, because you don't want to put the wants on the credit cards. That'll kill your credit score or certainly negatively impact it or can. Um, and so it's better if the wants and emergencies are saved for. So creating a savings plan. And then improving your credit. And I'm big on that. And there are a lot of different good ways in which you can build credit. But that's certainly a good goal, too. So I would encourage people to think about those three goals, uh, making and using a spending plan, saving for emergencies and wants, and improving your credit. All of them can be modified and changed. And we can help you with all of those, too. Um, But I like that. I like those as financial goals for 2023. Kristen, what are some of the common New Year's resolutions that people make uh, that don't have to do with finances? Um, A lot of what I hear is health. Uh, People want to become healthier. They want to exercise more, uh, perhaps lose weight, uh, perhaps have better sleep habits. Um, Any kind of health goals that way. Uh, Mindfulness. A lot of people want to use relaxation and mindfulness. Um, I always recommend, or career goals, I guess is another big one. 
I always recommend for my clients to use SMART goals, um, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. And that will help keep you on track. Um, So having a plan and breaking that larger goal into smaller chunks that are more easily attained will keep you more focused and keep you on track and motivated uh, to keep going. So if you say, I want to lose 50 pounds, that's a huge number. And it's really not healthy to drop that really fast. But if you say, okay, my overarching goal is by the end of the year, I want to lose 50 pounds, but I'm going to do it by losing a pound a week. Then that is easier to attain. It keeps you motivated. You can see your progress. And those one pounds a week really add up. Um, And if you fall off and maybe don't do something you really wish you had, just get back on. Give yourself permission to say, oops, that probably wasn't the best choice but I can start over and I can keep going. And that doesn't have to um, defeat your whole plan or your whole goal. You talked about the popularity of health goals. Statistics show that in January, gym memberships increased by 12% and 80% of gym members that join in January quit within five months. So do gym memberships, uh, you know, have to do or this increase, does that have to do with New Year's resolutions to you, Kristen? I think so. I think a lot of people set that, as we said, we set that goal or resolution that they're going to get in shape. But I think a lot of people, what happens is they don't have a plan. They don't have an accountability partner or someone to go with or someone to talk to and say, hey, you know, you may live across the country from me, but I'll tell you what, I'll go three days this week and you go three days this week and we'll talk about it. So you don't have to necessarily go to the gym together. But if you have an accountability partner or someone to give you a pep talk and do it along with you. That's helpful. Um, But if you don't have a plan, you don't have any idea what you're going to do with that gym membership, it's easier to let it fall off. Um, I also tell my clients to schedule it, make it, you know, we live by our smartphones, right? (laughs) We have all of our things set in our calendars, schedule in your self-care, schedule in, you know, an hour to exercise, schedule in lunch, schedule in bedtime if you need to. But that way it's already penciled in and you know that it's there. Kristen, does the purpose of New Year's resolutions matter um, in in order to uh, make it successful? Um, I think it has to be meaningful to you. I think that goes with those SMART goals. Make it relevant. If it's someone, what you think someone else wants you to do, you're not going to be invested in it. So I think as long as your goal is relevant um, and, you know, we're speaking about financial goals as well. Maybe your goal is not to save a million dollars. I mean, everyone says, oh, I want a million dollars, but that might not help you achieve your goal. Maybe your goal is just that you want to be able to retire by the time you're 70. That's okay. You might not need a million dollars for that. Maybe that's not what your goal is. So make it relevant to you and then you'll be more invested in it and more likely to work to achieve it. Kristen, you talked about financial goals. Shelly, I want you to weigh in on this and let me know what are some of the obstacles that cause New Year's resolutions to be difficult to achieve or fail? 
Well, sometimes our spending gets away from us and that's a real easy thing to happen. And that's why a spending plan is really a great idea. Uh, our housing counselors at Community Progress Council can help develop one because sometimes, you know, even um, the food services that deliver are really appealing to us, but they're extremely expensive. We often spend more money eating out than we should. We spend more money on wants or we run up credit card uh, debt when that's not really a good financial plan for us. So setting the spending plan and then kind of keeping up with it. And much as Christine said, you know, it's it's really a matter of, it's real easy to give up on it. And it's a lot harder to keep on going. Um, and having a, a, an accountability partner really helps and we can provide that for folks. Uh, have Making sure that you revise your plans if you need to. Like typically, uh, you know, 20% of your income is supposed to go to savings. Well, to some people, 20% is just way too much, but that's okay. Start with one or 2%. Like you said, even with the pounds that add up, so does the savings add up over time if, uh, if, if you're committed to doing it. But it really involves taking a look at your expenses, analyzing, are there places where I could kind of tweak a little and save a little bit more so that I've got emergency savings so that I've got money for wants and I don't have to put those on credit card because credit card debt um, is definitely a very hard um, thing to get out of. And, and we really need to be very careful, every single one of us about our credit and making sure that we're building it well um, and, and responsible for it. You said sometimes it can be hard to keep going with New Year's resolutions. I, I can attest to that for sure. Uh, if New Year's resolutions are not achieved, Kristen, what kind of effect can that have on someone psychologically? Some people get um, discouraged. And I would say that's the biggest issue. It, they feel like it's not going as well as they hoped. But you know what? Progress is still progress. And so I try to work with uh, my clients to pay attention to the small wins, right? Give yourself credit for everything that you've done. Okay. So maybe you wanted to lose two pounds this week. I'm just, um, and that didn't happen, but you went to the gym three days. And so that's a win. That's a, you know, something to give yourself credit for. So the other pieces, human beings tend to focus on the negative. We give more credence to the negative for some reason. So I'm not saying that everything should be rosy and you shouldn't take into consideration the negatives, but the positives weigh equally. So when you have a positive that occurs, give it as much attention and weight as you would to maybe not the great thing that happened. So, okay, you didn't go to the gym twice this week, but you did go three times. You know, that it's progress and that's important to acknowledge. So I think people get discouraged because they focus only on what they're not doing and stop, do not put credence to what they are doing and what they are accomplishing. Christine, you may have heard of the popular phrase, new year, new me. Is that a problematic way or of thinking or a realistic way of thinking? I think it depends. Um, I think we bring ourselves into the new year. So don't negate where you've been. Don't negate who you are. But it's okay to say, okay, I want to be a better me. You know, so I think it's a little of both. But I, I don't like the idea that we would just say, I need a whole new me. 
Um, you wouldn't be where you are without your life experiences and your lived experiences. So uh, don't completely give up on yourself, but it's okay to say, I want to do better or be better or learn more. Um, I would hope that we're all growing and changing and learning all the time. Um, so, yeah. So Christine, why do people need a starting point in time to begin an activity like the beginning of a week or the beginning of the month or a year? I think that's just how we conceptualize things. I think everything has a start and an end, and it's easier to conceptualize if you start at the beginning of a natural um, transition. So a new year, a new week, a new month, those are all natural transitions, and we're all looking forward to those. So it makes sense to set your goals um, in that way, because that also keeps it time-based, which keeps it relevant. So it all comes back to keeping it a SMART goal. Shelly, is it wise to include other people in your New Year's resolutions? Absolutely. That's where the accountability factor comes in. And, and we can help with that. You know, we offer free workshops on uh, financial literacy and on home, per- home buying um, purchases and encourage people to take the free uh workshops that are available to them. We offer them every month and they can call call or sign in uh, to our website and find those available. You know, a lot of folks may say, uh, you know, I want to improve my credit, but have no idea how to do it. And so if um, they can work with one of our counselors on that, that would be an awesome step in the right direction. They attend a workshop. That's a small step in the right direction. Didn't even have to save a dime in order to come to the workshop. Just go. Uh, The other thing with home purchasing, sometimes it's a matter of recognizing that this might not be the best year to buy a house because uh, it's a seller's market, not a buyer's market, and interest rates are high and going higher, and we don't know where they're going to go from here. So just because you can't buy a house doesn't mean you can't get ready to buy a house because there's definitely savings and improving credit, both of which will impact your ability to buy a house long term. So uh, there are small steps you can take. Uh, workshops or one-on-one face-to-face meetings that don't even involve um, actually uh, making the progress yet, (laughs) but we'll help you with the progress once we meet with you and provide those informational workshops for you. You talked about the benefit of including other people in your New Year's resolutions. Can social media act as a support system or an obstacle for New Year's resolutions? Shelley. Oh, I think it can absolutely encourage. Uh, People can encourage and and do. I see a lot of encouragement through social media, not only in terms of uh, advertising availability of workshops and programs, but also just to, you know, there are a lot of folks who are just positivity uh, creators or uh, uh, perpetrators who will go and say, yes, you can do it. You you can make this happen. And having somebody that you can count on, that you can um, check in with, all of that's extremely valuable in moving ahead. So Christine, what are the best methods to create New Year's resolutions? Is this something that people can keep a mental note of or should they write it down somewhere? I think writing it down helps you be more accountable and I think it helps keep you organized. Um, Have a plan, write it down and break it into smaller steps. So you have an end goal in mind, but what are the small steps that are, what are the objectives that are going to help you get to that larger um, objective at the end and plan for the unexpected. I know that sounds silly, but expect challenges, understand that there are going to be bumps in the road and that's okay. 
Um, just keep going. And you don't have to give up just because one little piece of the plan didn't work. Mm-hmm. Look at it again. See what it is that didn't work. What can you do differently next time? And just get back on it. Um, I think that's going to be the best thing for anyone who's trying to achieve any goals, whether it's health, finances, career, anything. Um, having that written down will help keep you organized. Kristen, there is a popular idea circulating around that says it takes about 66 days to make a habit or a new behavior, according to Healthline. Is there any truth to that? And if so, how can this help people to make good on their New Year's resolutions this year? I've heard different numbers over the years. I think different studies show different things. But I think we all can relate to the fact that a habit doesn't form immediately. Um, it's a choice in the beginning. In the beginning, it's not a habit. You're not doing it without thinking. That's basically what a habit is, right? You do it without thinking and you don't have to think through all the steps. So in the beginning, it's a choice. And that's how I like to look at it. I am choosing to do this particular activity for a purpose. And then eventually you just start doing it without thinking. Um, So if you set your alarm for 5 a.m. to go to the gym every day, in the beginning, you're choosing to get up at 5 a.m. And then eventually it's not even something you think about when you go to bed, you set the alarm for five and you just go about your business. And then it has become a habit. So I don't really want to weigh in on exactly how many times or how many days you have to do it to be for it to become a habit. I think it also depends on the activity and how out of the norm it is for you. Um, If you're already going to the gym three days a week and you're just trying to add an extra day, that probably isn't going to take 66 times. Um, But if you've never set foot in the gym and you want to do that, it may take two months for it to become an actual habit. So I I also don't like putting those limits on it um, because that's an expectation that's different for every purpose, excuse me, every person. Um, The other thing with social media, I want to go back a second. Social media is great if you're making a true connection, but don't compare yourself to other people. People will put things on social media that they always will try to put their best foot forward. And some of it's not completely accurate. So it's not fair to compare yourself to what someone else may be saying on social media. You don't know what their true situation is. And so if you can find connections that way, social media is great to make connections, especially for people in isolated areas or in um, rural areas, or maybe they work from home. And so they don't have a lot of human connection. That's fabulous. Um, But keep in mind that not everything that's on social media is completely 100% accurate. Earlier in our conversation, you talked about some of the common New Year's resolutions, Kristen. Uh, What are some of the reasons behind why these are so common? Uh, Does it have anything to do with social media? Oh, I'm sure that's part of it. Um, I think we all see, oh, look at so-and-so, they've really gotten in shape or they're going on all these fabulous vacations or their career has really taken off. So I think social media does play into it. I think also, um, you know, that's the one maybe good thing that came out of the pandemic is we all got to reevaluate a little bit. Um, We got a reset to a degree where we um, were able to sit back and say, you know, I don't know if I want this part of my old life back. I don't want to work. 60 hours a week. Maybe I want a different career uh, where I have a better work-life balance. Um, So I think there are lots of different ways that people can determine what they want. Maybe their doctor has said they, you know, if you really want to be more active and be around for your kids, you need to improve your health. So there's also um, those components. There's lots of reasons why people would choose whatever resolution they choose. Shelly, earlier in our conversation, you mentioned uh, some of your 
personal uh, New Year's resolutions. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? I want to know the person <laughs> behind uh, the, the uh, source of uh, or the resource that you are providing for the community. Well, in terms of my financial goals, absolutely, I'm hoping to uh, pay down incredibly well my uh, mortgage because one of the things I'm really hoping, and as I near retirement, is to absolutely have my house completely paid off. So some folks, you know, will just pay the mortgage payment, whatever it is, but I'm trying to add additional, lots of additional principal every month so that I can pay it off by the time I retire and I can retire without having to have a house payment as well. Uh, One of the other things, things that that sometimes is really tough for folks because of course they've gotten in a difficulty with um, credit cards is to pay off your credit card balance every month. Well, for some folks, if the credit card balance is particularly high, that's very, very difficult. And it's going to be a while before they can do that. But, you know, this is my third year going into my third year where I have paid no interest to the credit card companies for the entire year because every single month my credit cards have been paid off. And that feels great. Great. And lots of folks aren't ready for that yet because their credit card debt is too high and we can help with that. But I'm telling you, it feels great not to have given the credit card companies a dime of my money. (laughs) And and yet I've used credit. So uh, it's possible. Well, how can people get more information about the resource that Community Progress Council provides? And also, is it too late for New Year's resolutions, uh, you know, for people to make New Year's resolutions this year? Oh, I don't even think it's too late in June to start. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Just determine that you're going to do something to make progress, to move ahead. And absolutely, we offer the free workshops, as I said, and also free one-on-one counseling or meetings um, with respect to financial goals. And www.yorkcpc.org. Awesome. Uh, connect there. Yep. We've been speaking with Shelly Peterson, Community Progress Council's Director of Housing Education, and Kristen Cowell's. Associate Director of Therapy at Cerebral. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Be sure to tune into The Spark on Wednesday when we discuss Penn State's move to consolidate its two law schools and Harrisburg's vanished African-American neighborhoods. Learn more about today's topics at witf.org slash the spark or make your suggestions for topics to the spark at witf.org. I'm Anaya Falcon. Have yourself a great day.